Tigers 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. 7.40 this morning are free Zach Bryan tickets. Hello, Daniel. I'm very excited. Tomorrow, Tig, we are going to play the 98.5 The Bull fight with uh, the guys, the anchors upstairs and News on 6. Mm-hmm. I need some help coming up with these questions because Leanne up there, almost a trivia genius. If mm-hmm. you ever watch News on 6, you'll see Leanne on there every morning. Alan Crone's up there. Uh, do, do Dave Davis, know- Tess. Do we know who the contestants are going to be? I mean, usually on the bullfight, it's one versus the other. Do we know who's going to verse each other up there? Not yet. Hmm. But I don't want to, like, I don't want to temper the questions for the contestants. I want the questions just to be like they are. So you don't want to purposely give Leanne harder questions and Alan or whoever easy questions. I want to come up with uh, questions that are not influenced by who's playing. So so you want an unbiased Right. List of questions that you could submit to whoever is as turn it is. Now, here's my question. Is it more entertaining for the audience to get a bunch of softballs or to get harder questions? Because, like, I watch Jeopardy, and if I know 10% of them, I feel all right. Now, I used to love watching Celebrity Jeopardy because I would get a lot of them right. Which is better for the audience, do you think? The questions think be easy all, or hard? I think we all want to feel like we know the answer and then see if Leanne knows it. So I wouldn't ask questions that us in the general population wouldn't know. So in other I words... I think we feel better when we know the answers that are about to be... If, if you had a, a, a difficulty on the scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the hardest, 1 being the easiest, where should I try to write these questions? Probably about a 4. Pretty uh, medium that's, to that's easy. That's too easy. No, because, look, I'll watch that Wheel of Fortune every now and then. And I can watch that show because I'll get about half of the puzzles right. Jeopardy, I can't watch that show because I sit there and... I don't know any of the answers. Plus, I don't even understand the way they put the answers. And so I'm not learning anything either. Because Jeopardy is just too damn hard. Like, who can do good on Jeopardy? Like, 1% of the people out there. So I feel like left out of Jeopardy. So we do this bullfight, News on 6, tomorrow morning about 9.45. Is there a chance that some big Hollywood executive could be watching and we could then get a... A television program? Yes, the bullfight, a huge television show. I think they'll see me and say, yeah, that's our guy. For sure. You, I'm, they'll probably be like, you know, he can do the books or something. I can do the books? What yeah. does that even mean? You can come with me t- as I host a game show and be my assistant. I could be like the Vanna, the more attractive one, and you yeah, could be like the Pat Sajak. Oh, okay. Off-camera Vanna. Well, as long as I'm included, I'll be the off-camera <laughs> Vanna. But that's tomorrow morning at 945. We will be playing the 98.5 The Bull Fight with the anchors from News on 6. For good old it's 98.5 The Bull. Aaron Lewis tickets are free right now. And uh, you could actually upgrade, qualify now. Daniel and I want to pay for your hotel room, get your dinner at Fireside Grill with the Tiger Daniel Party Cove Pass. Who do we have today, Daniel? Today we have Kim, and Kim, for a profession, helps people that need wheelchairs of find the right wheelchair, which I imagine, Kim, is an important job, and I'm sure you could use a night out. Am I right? Yes, I could. Uh, we've got here a quiz, Kim, about words with a silent K. Can you think of any words with a silent K so far? Yes. All right. Well, I can tell Kim's a real hoot, and she's ready to go here. Tiger, are you ready to go? <laughs> Let's do this. Oh, we, I bought a new bell. Would you like it, or are you going to play it from the computer? Let me play the... Uh, you want to go old-fashioned? This is a manual bell. Like You're going to be very excited, Kim. I went to Office Depot right there on Cherry Street yesterday, not too far from your house, Tiger, and I purchased that bell. Here's our electronic bell I use. Yeah. And it's the it's the it's the tiniest little bell. Here's the new bell. Okay. Oh boy, is that better? Kim, do you hear that? Yes. All right, Kim. <laughs> a barrel of monkeys this morning. Here we go. Uh, all these words here have silent K's. Keep that in mind. 
I'll give you the definition. You name the word. Again, every word has a silent K. Up first, Kim, warrior of the Middle Ages. Night. Night is correct. You, you got to put it toward the microphone, buddy. You're, there you go. You don't have to hit it so vigorously, just gently. <laughs> Ty's slapping <laughs> it like he's <laughs> like he's a little house on the prairie. Oh, hold on, I can't do it. There we go. All right, All right. yeah. You're like uh, that guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Do a little bit of that. <laughs> Ty Salamanca. Um, Kim, to loop yarn together with needles. Need. Now it's not need. That's what you would do with biscuits. Yeah. Um. You're very close. So are one of you going to help me? Help her out, Tiger. Then hit her with that uh, Tiger Salamanca bell. Uh, uh, to knit. Knit. There you go. You got to really go for it. Like break it bad. There you go. <laughs> and then you got to go. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next. Kim, a shiv or dagger? You might cut something with this. I don't know, a knife? Knife is correct. Up next, to sit on one's knees. Kneel. Kneel, and finally, get this one right, Kim, and you're going to go see Aaron Lewis at the Cove, uh, the finger joint. Knuckle. That is correct. Uh, the, the brand new bell, uh, you've heard it. Would you like to take the brand new bell here at the studio? Would you like to take that to see Aaron Lewis at the Cove? Yes, I would. All right. Well, you're not, not going to happen. That is our bell. Yeah, we own Brand new, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you, haven't you won enough the tickets to see Aaron Lewis? <laughs> but she uh, she's also qualified, Daniel, to win the Tiger Daniel Party Go Pass. That means we're paying for your hotel room, getting you dinner at Fireside Grill. So you're in the running for that, and we're back tomorrow, uh, 6.40 again, with uh, more tickets for you to see Aaron Lewis. Guys, I think it's going to snow this afternoon. We expect things to start changing up between noon and 2 today as far as snow goes. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and good morning, Daniel. What's uh, that Reese's ever by your house yesterday, Tig? And uh, it was uh, Craven Oreos. You ever had any Oreos? Yeah, I've met an Oreo. What, uh, when, you, when you're going to buy Oreos now, this is a big decision because there's about 100 different kind now. There's mm -hmm. the thin ones. There's the regular. There's double stuff, triple stuff, <laughs> mega stuff. So they really do it. Enough with the stuff. Just be reasonable. Can we get reasonable stuff? When you get an Oreo now, what do you get? I think I just go for the classic regular pack. I don't, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a double, triple stuff. Get out of here. I know. What are they trying to do with the triple stuff? I know. Here? And I feel like if you got the thin ones, I think you would eat more than the. The big boys. Yeah. Like to me, I went ahead and got the regular ones because I was like, if I get the thin ones, I'll give myself this weird confidence that I, I'm not, I'm eating less Oreos, but I would only eat more. Right, because you said I can have 20 because these are half. Right. Um, and when you buy Oreos, you keep those right on the counter or do you put those right in the refrigerator? Because I put them in the refrigerator. You put them in the refrigerator? Sure do. I've I don't never know. heard of I that. I don't know why, but I do. What? Like, I think because my sister does it, and then I was like, well, this is a good way to keep them fresh. That's a weird thing, man. You I've want, never heard of anybody. You don't want the stuff in the middle of them, which, by the way, what is that, cream? Yeah. I, stop calling it stuff. Do you, yeah, uh, I don't like that. that do sounds... you rip the uh, cookies apart and lick that cream out? Ty, please. Good God, no. You just eat it like a sandwich? 
Yeah, I eat it like a cookie. <laughs> you take it apart and lick it? Yeah. So you get the cream out. All right. All right. You're making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Oreo's like, please, please, please don't uh, please ever please talk, talk about, about us about again. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. Uh, here's what I do want to talk about, Daniel. 740. We've got tickets for you to see Zach Bryan. Big show, the BOK. Free tickets at 740 this morning. Right here with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Yeah, so your question, Tig. Uh, if you got to heat up pizza, are you using the microwave or the air fryer? Uh, microwave. Why? Quicker. You feel like the microwave is quicker than the air fryer? Of course I do. That's crazy. It takes about 40 seconds to heat up a slice of pizza in the microwave. Well, it takes like a minute in the air fryer. You don't like air fryers. I've noticed this thing about you because I asked you a while ago. They like, dry hey. everything up. I'm like, I'm thinking about getting an air fryer. And you go, man, you'll never use that. Meanwhile, guess what I use most in my kitchen? The air fryer. Yeah. In fact, I've uh, suggested the air fryer is the new microwave. In fact, I think homes built in the future will include mi- uh, air fryers instead of microwaves. That's crazy. You've lost your mind. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. How do you heat up uh, something for hot chocolate then? Air fryer. <laughs> right, in the, right in that tray. What about liquids and things? Yeah, you gotta and people that love the uh, air fryer tags because you have to clean it. They don't clean it very often. My sister's air fryer looks like Chernobyl in there. It's bad news. Yeah. I bet yours does too. But uh, your microwave stays clean. Yeah, this air fryer thing is a fad. It's going to be over. Wrong, man. It just burns everything. It's an oven. You already got an oven. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Sorry. The air fryer is the way to go. I put wings in mine last night. Burn them up. They were dry. Remember that scene in National uh, Lampoon's Christmas where that turkey was all dry? That was my wings from Buffalo Wild Wings well, when I heated them up. Well, the wings from Buffalo Wild Wings are already cooked. Yeah, but I had to warm them up the next day to eat the leftovers. Anyway, you're wrong. All right. Microwaves are in. Also, guess what else is in? Free tickets to shows. Like what we got coming up at 740, Zach Bryan's going to be a be okay, and we get your free tickets at 740. Good morning. Like you always said we it's like we might have a snowy afternoon, uh, noon to 2 or so. That stuff will start kicking up maybe for us. Uh, to the north of Tulsa, not as much. Moderate amount in Tulsa, and then south of Tulsa is going to get the most, according to the latest forecast. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and good morning, Daniel. Uh, Tig, I wonder if uh, you or anybody out there has had a non-traditional pet in your life, like you come across an animal, and uh, it's not a traditional pet like a dog or a cat. It's something else you had to raise. I seriously considered raising a squirrel. Is that a baby squirrel? But then I read that they're terrible. Are they now? Well, Yeah, because they're squirrels, and uh, if you try to keep one in the house, they'll... They'll destroy your house trying to get out. Well, don't tell that to my sister because uh, they have a cat. And yesterday the cat brought up a, this down in Alabama, a baby flying squirrel. Oh. And I didn't know we had those in Alabama, to be honest with you. And this thing is, I mean, smaller than the palm of her hand. Why do cats bring it back to you? Why don't they just kill in the woods and, you know, go about their day? They always bring it back. Are they, are they saying thanks for? That, that's a cat question, man. I don't know. I don't know if they're doing that Do they because they want a toy with it. Or well, what? they always bring it to our porch and stuff. Like, they want us to see it. Is that saying, look how good of a protector I am? I've done this as proof? What is that? I think because they want to toy with it. Oh. Cats kind of mean. A little bit. <laughs> they are ferocious. Uh, so I wonder if you had a, a non-traditional pet, 918-879-9898. Uh, 918-879-9898. Maybe you came across a, uh, a baby deer once. My dad said when he was little. He got a baby deer, and he went to school, and he came back home, and the baby deer, the ants had got on it. The ants got on it? Yeah, broke his heart, yeah. Oh, no. I once had a goat. You ever owned a goat? 
No, I've met them. They eat cans and things. A goat is a social animal, and if you have a goat, it'll break your heart because if it's just one goat and you walk away, it starts, like, crying for you. Like, I'll pretend oh, to be a no. goat, and okay. you pretend like you're walking away. Like, you do the right. footsteps. Okay. okay, all right, goat gave you some food. I'll see you in the morning. All right, ah, I'm walking out of here. Ah, ah. You're in <laughs> the they... distance. Now, hold on, keep going because okay. you got to keep walking. Like that, it'll oh scream God. and, it, and you... it it breaks your heart. I couldn't barely stand it. <laughs> I couldn't stand it either. I mean, I've seen my dog give me like a sad look when I leave, but he's never gone like. Ah. A goat will literally cry for you, cry out in uh, pain. Awful. Hey, it's Sag and Daniel. Who's this? Hey, this is Rachel. Rachel, you ever had a non-traditional pet? Absolutely. Uh, I had a baby cow, like a calf. Oh man! Uh, like in. Like in City Slickers, you remember that movie, Tig? They had that baby calf. The guy helped deliver a calf. Yeah, yeah. And this is what happened to you, Rachel. Yep. So basically my dad stumbled across like this cow and she was stuck in a ditch and it was a whole thing. And he, my, my dad delivered this calf with a pocket knife um, and then brought it home to me. The mama, you know, wasn't going to make it. Um, brought it home to me. I was, I think, nine. So I spent my summer bottle feeding this calf. Um, in in a neighborhood in you know city limits the whole the whole thing I think we ended up donating her to like FFA so oh. I I mean I don't know what happened to her but yep we had a <laughs> had a pet cow well you must have been very close you don't have any <laughs> idea like, what I don't happened remember what happened to it I I mean I think I know but we won't go there was but, the cow living inside with you like would it get in the bed and snuggle and stuff. No, no, no. We had like a dog run out oh, back, okay. and she. I think I named her Lucky, obviously, but uh, she kind of hung out with our dog. We had labs at the time, and she kind of thought she was a dog. Ty, you thought this lady slept in the bed with a cow? Do you like have, you, little, ever, have you ever seen tiny a cow? Baby? Huh? Well, oh, the calf, I imagine. But once it got to be a full-grown cow, yeah, I didn't think she was snuggling with a. Did you fall madly in love with this cow uh, over that summer? I mean, I, I was kind of attached to her. I'd kind of wean her back to hell. So, I mean, I wouldn't, but you she know, let know what happened. in bed with me. <laughs> All right. So, no. But when it was tiny, you could have had it in the bed. That's not a dumb question. Not, not, not I, I probably still wouldn't have, though. All right. Tiger, a cow's <laughs> an animal. It, it defecates well, the, So, too, is a cat bed. and a dog. Yeah. Well, thanks for the call. Just a little bit big. Cow's just a little bit bigger. That's correct. That's correct. Tig's like, you have an elephant to sleep with you? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. One summer, I used to like to walk around uh, or walk along the railroad tracks for whatever reason. And I came across once a possum that had been hit by a train. And oh on that possum, gosh. the possum was decapitated, but on it, four the, baby possums. I mean, like baby. They were nursing still. Nursing still. And I took these things home and fed them with a tiny bottle until they got to be a teenage possum and then they started to hiss at me and I became afraid of them and I had to let them go. <laughs> you just let them in the yard? Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder what my sister, what she, like, I almost wonder if it was a mistake for her to get this flying possum or a squirrel that's no bigger than her hand. That Now what is she going to do with it? She's it's, got two oh, kids. It's alive? Yeah, man. She's, what are you, she's not Jeffrey Dahmer. She's I not going to hold on to a dead possum. Oh. I mean, squirrel. Oh, I see. So she's going to now have to uh, take care of this thing, I'd imagine. Hey, yeah. it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Melissa. Melissa, you got a non-traditional pet in your life ever? 
I don't, but my brother did. He found a baby possum once and raised it to, I don't know, and he used to bring it in on, like, one of those gloves that you carry a bird with. Like a falcon or glove? living room and pet it. Yes. And, and he was sitting in the living room and petted it. It was the grossest thing. I had to leave the room. Well, well why were you grossed out by it? They say these things eat a bunch of ticks and all that, that they're good animals to have around. Well, probably so, but the little beady eyes, it, it just weirded me out. I was like, no, this is, I couldn't believe my mother was allowing it in the house. Yeah, but, that's an ugly know, animal. Anyways. How dare you, Tony? Yeah, thanks for no, for real. It's a creepy-looking animal. A possum? You ever met a possum? Well, you're going to hurt possum's feelings. Well, yeah, I've met you know, four of them. I don't know if they're big listeners or what, but uh, you they know, they're listen. a little strange-looking. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate the yeah. call. How you, okay, have a good day, guys. Right, you. How are you going to insult nature, man? What? There's ugly things in nature. Oh, you can't say that. I yes, don't I think. can. No, you can't. What are you talking about? That's nature. You can't be like, oh, man, nature's ugly. There are some things in nature that aren't great-looking. All right. Possums, one of them, I got to say. A cat, better. You going to do this? Yeah, let's take a couple of more here. I'm, I'm Wrap this up. Yeah, All right. <laughs> hey, now, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Oh, man. Oh, this is Gabe Sanders. Uh, you ever had a uh, non-traditional pet in your life? Yeah, I had a timber wolf. What is that? You don't know what wolf is, Tiger? It's a wolf. <laughs> it's a wolf. <laughs> hey, now, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? You got to like, turn that radio like down, but... Uh, the guy's like, yeah, I had yeah, a wolf, and Ty goes, what's that? You don't know what a wolf is, man? <laughs> I thought maybe a timber wolf was <laughs> different. So did you, what happened to the timber wolf? You raised this timber wolf, and did, you know, it, it yeah, live a long life with you? Yeah, got him as a puppy, but then he tried to kill everybody. We had to get rid of him. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the, that's the problem with him. having a wolf as a pet. It tries to kill everybody. What is the deal, like, you raise this pet up, and, like, you're like its mom if you've adopted this pet. You're showing an unconditional love, but they still turn into, well, they just become animals, I guess. Even if you're nice to yeah. it, it's still going to want to kill people. Yeah. I don't know. We just had to get rid of them. That was the deal with them. So you got this wolf, and when you get rid of him, you, please tell me you don't just let him go in the neighborhood. What did you do with it? No, we uh, we knew a guy that, like, he had timber wolves. So, like, he had all kinds of wolves, so we just gave them to him. Oh, like a wolf sanctuary. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's a pretty crazy pet. Thanks for the call, man. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Daniel, we continue this morning, 740. We've got tickets for you to see. Zach Bryan, big show to be okay. And uh, you can win those with the Bullfight at 740 this morning right here with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Daniel, we're not that far away from free tickets for you to see uh, Zach Bryan. That's going to be a huge show at the BOK Center. This burn, burn, burn tour. We're going to play the bullfight coming up at 740 for those tickets. How about that? Uh, I was asking you yesterday. I know you and your wife used to be huge fans of The Bachelor. And now after what feels to be 20 years, it came on last night. Uh, Did you watch it? No. You're done with it. It's the same formula. I mean, I kind of like it. There's a lot of shows on television that are the same formula. Like there's There's a show called Bar Rescue. Where some bar is failing, the guy comes in, he screams at every employee, and then uh, he fixes the place, and at the end, they all hug. And that's basically the formula for that show. And The Bachelor is the same thing. You know, they they monkey with it. They they, You know what these shows do? They find out, like, they'll be like, Daniel, what kind of person do you hate? And you'll be like, well, I don't really like people named Tag. And then they make sure that you're in a room with me and we have to be roommates. So, in other words, you don't like reality television because you feel like it's manipulated to become entertaining. They're monkeying with it. Well, I think without that, these shows would be immensely boring because we all pretty much have kind of boring lives, right? 
Like, everybody's well, yeah. like, oh, they should make a reality show about me. But it, it, the reality is, like, if they made one about me, I would get off the air today, and I would go take a nap. And well, I would wake up, and I would make a small dinner. And I would watch television and go to bed. It wouldn't be exciting unless it were, as you say, monkeyed with. I know, but but doesn't it take away from the reality part of it? What am I watching? when I uh, Am I watching a... A scripted show? Am I watching something that's actually organic and this is the real thing? I don't I don't think so. I think that they're 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 not morons at these networks. They have this huge production budget to make these shows work. Mm. And I don't think they would risk just turning on a camera and just let's just see what happens. They've gotta be writing some of this, right? So by that rationale, you like when they monkey with it. And do you remember also a little trivia thing here? Do you remember what event led to the uh, ultimate rise of reality television. The event that did so? Yeah, there was an event in California that led to all these reality shows becoming a huge staple. I thought the real world was what got it started. The event was the writer's strike. There's been a couple of strikes where oh. in Hollywood, writers were like, hey, we're fed up. We're not getting paid enough. We just ain't going to do it anymore. We're not going to write your little sitcoms anymore unless you pay us right. more. And so all these people went on strike. And then so for like a year or uh, or even longer, there was a time where no, like television wasn't good because there were no writers. They were all taking a strike. And that's when reality television came around. And then people went, hey, uh, we can do a show like Survivor for pennies on the dollar. And it'll have huge ratings. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you don't remember the writer's strike? I do remember that. I don't remember it being the uh, the birthplace of reality television. Do you remember back in the day Survivor came on? And this was, gosh, it must have been 20 years ago. And on it, they ate a rat. And everybody thought, that is outrageous. And now, that seems like nothing compared to the reality uh, television we've seen. You ate food? Okay. This guy ate a mouse? Then they were doing that show Dangerous Catch where they were on the ship trying to catch crabs. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember they would be out there and all hell's breaking loose. Like, they could barely stand up. And the water would be coming over the sides, and it's freezing cold. It's like 20 degrees, and there's ice in the water. And they could be smushing their hands in these cages. But they somehow managed to keep a cigarette in their mouth the whole time. You got to smoke if you're out there on the dangerous ocean. I mean, like, of all the things, they still got that cigarette. A show that was really big for a while was uh, Gold Rush. And believe it or not, that show's still on. And on that show, there's a very little kid that started. His name was Parker. I think he was 14 years old, and he used to work with his granddad, who was like 100. Now, I think that Parker guy is the main focus of the show, Gold Rush. $80 million he's made digging up gold. Plus, he gets paid to be on television. Good gig. But, yeah, I mean, The Bachelor, I just, I can almost predict it. You know, it's not fun to watch anymore. You feel like you could have watched the pilot episode last night and you could have predicted I who could tell would... you what every pilot episode is going to be every time. Hmm. I imagine you could vote at, like, Las Vegas odds on who is going to win The Bachelor. And then they do that cliffhanger thing where they hit a commercial. You know, the guy's about to say something, and the, then they show the girl and her mouth is wide open, like, I can't believe he just said that. And so then they go to commercial, and you're like, oh, my God, i got to stick around for this. What did he say? And then it's just something like, man, you just look lovely tonight. You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then her draw, you know, he thought he was saying something crazy. Is there a reality show that when it's on, you can't help but watch it? Like, if I stumble across that Hoarders, I'm watching it. <laughs> where they, uh, uh, where the people have problems keeping stuff and, in there. And that's a, uh, and that's the same episode, really, every time. Is it not right down to the... They, it's the same formula for all yeah. these things, right? You know, they meet somebody, they got a big problem... They're resistant to the change, but after all, when the guy comes in and cleans up the house, the lady is happier. The end.
Also, uh, another show right down to the, uh, exactly to the cadence with the breaks and everything. It's got to be that, uh, I think it's on TLC, is it My 600-Pound Life? Mm-hmm. Where uh, they, they go in there and they want to get that lap band surgery or whatever, but they got to lose like 100 pounds before they do it. And I'm watching this uh, one day over the holidays, and my dad comes in, and he watches about five minutes of it, and it makes sense. He was quite prolific when he said, he's like, why are y'all watching that sad man? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess that yeah. guy is pretty sad. Yeah, I guess we should. using him for entertainment. That's not right. Is it almost like a sideshow to watch that? It is. It's like uh, making fun of somebody's. Well, no, no, no. I wasn't making fun of it. I was just, I was watching it because, it's I mean, it's quite a story to see somebody lose 100 pounds. That's pretty good. It's 98.5 The Bull, Daniel. <laughs> I love it when you muse, Doug. Well, you're you're like Mark musing. Twain. You should just write a book. All right. I think it probably Tug's is a little musing. mean to show people who are overweight try to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, their misery is our entertainment. Is that what you're saying? You have a, You should get a documentary on, like, PBS where you just muse on things, where you just go, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess we're going to be giving away tickets coming up to Zach Like, Bryan. if you were that guy, Ken Burns, who did that Civil War documentary, mm-hmm. they would be like, it was a harsh winter. And then you'd be like, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> And that's all you'd say. <laughs> Better bundle up. <laughs> uh, what did you say coming up? 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Welcome into 98.5 The Bull Fight. We start this every day about 7.40, Daniel. And today we've got a pretty good tickets. This is a huge show. Zach Bryan at the BOK Center, and we want you there for free today, Daniel. I think we have... Uh, is it Avery and Broken Arrow? Good morning, Avery. Good morning. She's going to be taking on Lori, calling from Vanita. Hi. Are you guys ready to batten down the hatches for the uh, snow today? Yeah. Yes. And uh, are you going to take the day off work, or how, how are you going to handle this? Oh, I'm on my way to work I'm now. All right. So in other words, Sorry. I got the day continues regardless of the weather. All right, ladies. We've got a a game here. It's called Things Named for People. I'm going to give you a name. You've got to fill in the blanks with the things that are named after the people. Do you understand? Okay. Okay. All right. We will start with Avery. The Eiffel blank. Eiffel Tower? The the Eiffel Tower is correct. Lori. The Rubik's Blank. Cube. Cube. Uh, did you guys hear that we got a new bell in the studio? I just bought it from Office Depot yesterday. That's awesome. Would you like to hear it again? Cool. Yes. yes. Here we go. Woohoo! All right. Avery. Yay! Up next, Morse Blank. Morse. M-O-R-S-E. Uh, Morse Code. Morse Code. Laurie, Ferris blank. Can you say it again? Ferris blank. F-E-R-R-I-S. Ferris. Ferris will. Ferris will. We are tied up, tied two to two. Can we get more bell, please? I got to have more bell. Um, <laughs> Avery. Nobel okay. blank. Nobel prize. That is correct. How are you messing with the uh, the resonance of the bell whenever you sometimes is your are your hands uh, on the? I'm uh, trying to make sure it gets the most vibration. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Lori. Adams blank. 
You might find this. Adam's in, apple? A, apple, yes. We are tied up, Tyke. Three to three. Three to three. Avery, Pandora's blank. Um, box? Box is correct. Lori, Achilles blank. Heel. Hill. Tyke, we are tied up four to four. It all comes down to this. One question left. Avery. Earl Gray blank. Uh, T. T is correct. Lori. Molotov blank. Am I pronouncing it right, Tyke? Molotov? Molotov blank. It's okay. You got that? I have no idea. Laurie. It was the Molotov cocktail. That's that bottle that they have, uh, I guess, gasoline in it with a wick, and then they throw it against like a tank or something. It burns. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Avery, you've defeated Laurie in the 98.5 The Bull fight, but. Whoa, whoa. Yay! You have a decision to make. You can hold on to these tickets to Zach Bryan at the BOK Center, or you can give them to Lori. Lori, why should Avery give you the tickets? Um, I think she should keep them. She won. Aw. Fair enough. Lori. Makes it easy. Congratulations. Have fun. Thank you. And with that, look at that. Uh, Lori, a great sport. Avery, who are you going to take the show with you? Um, probably my boyfriend. Hey, now. Ha, 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 ha. fan. Uh-oh. That lady hung up. She doesn't like it. Oh, she's already gone. What's your uh, boyfriend's name, Avery? Uh, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you and uh, Devin been dating? Uh, almost eight years. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Eight years. Dating yeah. eight years. What's wrong with that, High school sweetheart. Yeah, but I thought, you know, I thought eventually he'd, you know. Eight years. What are you, mom? Let, let these people alone. Let she, them she's get in, married at their own pace. She agrees with me. All right. Well, you and Devin have a great time at Zach Bryan. And uh, you and Devin tell all your friends that tomorrow morning, another chance for you to win Zach Bryan tickets at 740 on 98.5 The Bull. All right. Have fun of the show. We're back tomorrow. Same thing. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. I was a third Expect some snow today. Uh, for most of us listening to this broadcast, uh, you'll probably see something today. I'm not expected to start until this afternoon. Daniel, I got something very special lined up for you. Would you like to hear some snow jokes? Probably not, but go ahead. What do snowmen call their kids? What do snowmen call their kids? Children. Get it? Yeah, I got it's it. funny because. I don't explain it. <laughs> If you're going to do these, you got to do them rapid fire. What did the icy road say to the car? What did the icy road say to the car? Want to go for a spin? Hey, now. What falls in winter but never gets hurt? What falls in winter but never gets hurt? Snow. I'm what so the... confused by the, uh, what is this, Benny Hill and the club horn? I got it all, buddy. Yeah, you, Very dynamic. Well yeah, go ahead. What's next? What What is a gingerbread man put in his bed? What is a gingerbread man put in his bed? A cookie sheet. Hey, now. How do mountains stay warm? How do mountains stay warm? Yeah. They put on their snow caps. 
I can stop this at any time. No, 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 keep going. What do you call it when a snowman throws a temper tantrum? What do you call it when a snowman throws a temper tantrum? A meltdown. Hey, now. These are hilarious. That's good and stuff. Kids, if you're hearing these, you can use these at school today. Right? Where does a snowman put his money? Where does a snowman put his money? The Let snow me bank. Yeah, predict snowbank. You ding dong. What's the best breakfast cereal to eat when it's snowing? Uh, Frosted Flakes. Nope, it's Frosted Flakes. Dang it. What's next? These are getting worse and worse. Keep going. Don't stop. Why did the girl keep her saxophone out in the snow? Why did the girl keep her saxophone out in the snow? She wanted to play cool jazz. Hey, now. Tyke, why are you like Atticus Finch in the courtroom? You can't <laughs> slow down and give like this long, deliberate pause in between each word. You got to keep them going. <laughs> All right, listen to this I got to have more comedy. This is the best. Okay, go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Scold. Scold who? Scold outside. Hey, now. That's not bad. <laughs> one more. Give us your best one. One more? Yes. After long right, and careful okay. reflection, this Atticus might be Finch, my favorite. Then, okay, what okay. is it? On a snowy sort of Tuesday afternoon. Why was the blanket discouraged? Why was the blanket discouraged? The snuggle is real. The snuggle is real. Like the struggle is real. Okay. Way to, way to end on a, a low note. Let's end on a high note. Let's do it, please. I, I don't think you like that little bit, but you did. You do like uh, paying attention to your health. Oh, Lord, yes. And you ain't got a craft body scan. You don't have to drink a milkshake the night before. You don't. They don't do anything except take a picture of what's going on inside of you. You lay down in the clothes you're wearing right now. That's right. It's non-evasive. They give you a scan. Invasive, not Dead evasive. Gummit. I'm never going to get it right, but listen. Invasive. You get on this uh, this table there, they scan you, and then they give you a report that you take to your doctor, and they'll let you know what, what's going on inside your body. Don't you want to know? You want to catch things super early. Well, I always get that thing where I wake up, and I'm like, ah, what is that? And then, of course, I go, is it something serious? Well, you'd find that out with craft body scan and going into the... Uh, Valentine's holiday, you can get a couple scan, a heart and lung couple scan together for only $149. See what's going on in there. You can get started at craftbodyscan.com, on the internet.com. That's craftbodyscan.com. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. You're not a big fan of homework, are you, Daniel? It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. I always get in trouble for uh, saying this, but no, I don't. No, I'm not a big fan of homework. Why not? Because the kid's already been at school all day, and now, wait a second, uh, we get home, and we got more work to do? Kind of. Uh, I don't. I'm not issued homework in my job, my professional life. Yeah, you kind of are. You just don't do it. But No, not really. Nobody's people ever... ask you to do things, and you don't do it. No, nobody's ever like, okay. here, here's an hour's worth of work to do when you get home. And, and, that's not true. The, uh, our bosses ask you for stuff all the time. Ty, and I don't go, ask me a question and disagree with me when I answer. Okay. They don't, uh, no, I'm not issued by Dina. Our boss doesn't say, hey, fill out this worksheet when you get home. What, what homework are you under the impression that, uh, that I'm issued? You were asked homework. to write some promos and stuff. Uh-huh. To come up with some ideas for some good promos for the radio station. And they asked you like a year ago and you never got that to them. Yeah, I do all the ideas. No, you don't. You sent them an email with a bunch of ideas? Yes. <laughs> You're just lying now. We got this promotion coming up with a jewelry place, and I came up with the Tiger Daniel lovely locket. That oh. is a locket that has our pictures in it, and you can replace them if you want, but my feelings will be hurt. So, like, once every three months, Daniel does something at work? No. 
Yeah. Every idea that this show has, Tyg, you know comes from me, so don't act like it's not. But anyway, what about homework? Your, your kid is doing homework, well, and he's seven years old now. Yeah, he gets home with homework yesterday. And by the way, I'm a grown man. I went to school. I, I don't even understand the instructions on some of this first grade homework. I, like, I'll read it, and I'll go, what does that mean? And then I'll sit there and really have to read the sentence over, and I still, I, I don't know what it means. And then last night, my son comes home, and they've got a challenge at school. They've got a goal they want to reach before the end of the school year. And I looked at it, and I said, okay, 10 books. 10 books. We can read 10 books by the end of the year. No, no, that was just one page. It's 100 books. 100 books before the end of the year. Well, children's books, though, I assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not War and Peace. Right, You're not, they're not having you read uh, The Stand by Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, but I thought, have I in my life read 100 books? I don't think so. I mean, I read newspaper articles and things like that, but, I mean, sat down and read 100 books? Well, as a parent, what do you think about homework? Do you think it's, uh, does it help the kids learn anymore, or is it just something that they just have to do and get through with and they don't enjoy learning anymore on account of they're forced to do it? I do like this uh, goal sort of model they have instead of saying it's got to be 10 tonight it says by the end of the year you got to have knocked out 100 so if you're going on vacation you know you take that week off then get back on track later so i like the by the end of the semester sort of things you, you know what the most effective book program i ever heard i think it was like pizza hut if you read a certain amount of books you got yourself a personal pan pizza mm -hmm. and they ought to still offer this let even parents could just pay for the pizza and just tell the kids they were getting it for free because i remember kids reading like there was no tomorrow only to get that personal pan pizza. Well, that's exactly what's happening at school. At the end of the year, whatever kid did hit 100 books gets a pizza party. So my kid does not give a crap about learning to read. He just wants that pizza. He's one like, pizza. all right, whatever it takes. Just... He's like, I read 100 books. Give me one, <laughs> one pizza party. A thousand books. Give me a pepperoni. We ought to do something really big. And, uh, you know, CeCe's offers this thing called a piezilla. Mm -hmm. It's a big, giant, giant pizza. In fact, we're, we're having a... a 98.5 The Bull Fight tomorrow. News on 6 at like 9.45 for a piezilla. This, this piezilla is the size of a conference table. Could you imagine the look on your kid's face, Doug, if we brought a piezilla into that classroom? Oh, my God. They would lose their minds. They'd they be would passing read, out. They'd be fainting. They would read a 1,000 books for that. <laughs> Probably. It's a, it's a good idea. What it's made you read as a kid? Was there anything in particular that um, a program that, that you guys had at your school that made you read a bunch of books? The only motivation I had... Uh, and I guess I liked learning, but really my main motivation was my parents were so hard to me about grades. And if I brought him a C, like it was that thing where they weren't mad at me, they were disappointed in me. It was even worse somehow. So I just spent my entire academic career trying to make A's, not because I wanted to be like valedictorian. It was that they had such a high standard for me to make good grades that any time I fell below that, I felt this small. Just felt bad about yourself. Yeah, I mean, they really probably did it too much because I really didn't enjoy a whole lot because I was so worried about English tests and math tests and things. Do you remember I told you my dad was uh, desperate for me to get decent grades too? And I'm probably in like fourth grade, and I received a letter in the mail that said, Dear Daniel Baker, if you get on the AB honor roll, we will invite you to a special movie premiere of a movie called Boy Danger with Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Yeah. Now, as, as, a, as a kid, I loved movies. And the, supposedly this movie had Pee Wee Herman. Uh, who's the guy that played on uh, Different Strokes? Arnold Drummond. That was Gary Coleman at the time. Uh -huh. And like Donald Duck or something. And I tried desperately to get on this AB honor roll. Well, I didn't make it.
Oh, but no. it turns out this letter was just from my dad. Uh, <laughs> your dad had rigged it up. Had just made up this letter and sent it to me. Now, how do you know how heartbroken I would have been if I'd worked hard, put my nose to the grindstone, and made the A B on roll, only to find out there was no such movie as Boy Danger? <laughs> That's cruel. It was I'm cruel. I mean, thank God then. I'm dumb because I would have had my heart broken if I were any smarter. <laughs> I'm glad you made us see this. Me too. Like Otherwise, that really would have upset me. How yeah. dare he do that? <laughs> 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Welcome in. So when's the snow going to get us? Uh, we, we're looking at that. And uh, welcome in to Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world right here in Tulsa. I think the snow's big story right here. Brought to you by Eye Care Associates of South Tulsa. Looks like about noon to two today. A lot of us, if you're hearing my voice right now, will probably be impacted by snow at some point. If you imagine Tulsa being at the center of your map right now on your head, to the north of Tulsa, less snow. Tulsa, moderate snow. To the south of Tulsa, more snow. So north, not as Bartlesville, maybe not that bad. Tulsa, a little worse. And then south of Tulsa, could see up to six inches in some places. Well, let's get down to business. Is it going to shut down the city, or is it not going to be that major of an event? I'm hopeful that since it's not going to be eight degrees or something like that, the, the roads may fare okay with this. So it may not be one of these situations where... Um, I won't be able to make it to work in the morning or something like that. Hopefully the roads will stay just warm enough to where they can ice those out and get that all cleaned up for us. So maybe not as big as we went through not too long ago. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, did you see this tag? A man injured by a falling iguana during an outdoor yoga class. Florida man had a 30-pound iguana fall on his face during an outdoor yoga class at a park. Caused uh, bleeding, his eye to swell up. Iguanas in Florida are known to go into a state of temporary paralysis when the temperature is under 50 degrees and can fall from uh, trees. Here's the moment that Michael was hit by the animal. From there, we'll simply roll up. Lift your hips and just hold for one, two, Uh, I, I hear this about these iguanas falling from trees in Florida, and I always feel like, man, I bet they hurt their little backs. I would imagine. I bet it hurt that guy. Uh, average adult male is eight pounds. That's like a a light bowling ball coming down from a tree. That would not be fun. Well, Ty, guys, as I've just said, this is a 30-pound iguana. 30, so this what? is a big lard iguana. Oh, my God. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine getting hit with anything 30 pounds, much less an iguana? I know. Uh, also, animal-related news. Now, here's the kind of thing that I would hate to happen to me, but I would love to see it happen to you. A wild turkey in Minnesota has become famous over the last few years for terrorizing a mobile home community. Here are some of Reggie the turkey's victims, Rachel and Emily, talking about dealing with the animal. Goes up my stairs and tries to get in my house. When I leave in the car, follows me in my car. It gets on the back of my husband's truck and follows me. It rode to Chipotle with me one time. I have to carry my broom and my water bottle and my golf club with me everywhere I go. Like, we can't have people over. We can't have a barbecue. The kids that walk to the bus stop every morning, I have to come out and help them. But now they're smart and they carry sticks. So they're having to have uh, sticks to wheeled against the turkey. Beat that turkey off? Get it away from you? <laughs> no, I, I knew a guy that, uh, <laughs> he was like 10 years old and I was in No wonder the turkey's sticking around. I was, <laughs> I was hanging out with this dude. He's 10 years old, right? Uh-huh. And he grew up part of his life in Malaysia. I think his dad was in the military. And he said they had monkeys over there. This turkey seems easy because he said the monkeys over there in Malaysia, they <laughs> They would jump on your back and take your backpack because they knew there was lunch in there. 
Oh, man. Could you imagine walking to school and not only worried about traffic, but monkeys? I'm more of a uh, optimist. That's a glass half full kind of thing for me because uh, I don't do my homework. And I'm a kid in Malaysia. No, man, monkey got my backpack on the way to school. I did it all. Yeah. Oh, final project? Uh, Monkey took it into the trees. He ate it. That's a good thing. I keep, I have this uh, thing I want to do here, and that's to, uh, you know that summit club where all the rich people go? Yeah. Since I uh, cannot afford a membership there, I would love to just capture a possum and take it up the elevator and release it into the summit club one day. What do you (laughs) think would happen? Chaos. I mean, would I be, would that be? I would I would then probably go to jail. It would be like they caught a me. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when that squirrel got in that house. Where else would be a great place to release an animal in Tulsa at a very fancy restaurant? How about uh, Hemingway's? That would be a good one. It's so fancy that people would freak. Mm-hmm. A bunch of rich folks up there never met an animal. Well, no, no, I'm sure they have, but uh, we got to release a possum or something, or maybe get this turkey. I would love to have this turkey come to Tulsa. Reggie the turkey. Tulsa turkey. What else do I have here? Uh, I got something. What do you got there? You remember that meteor that flew over the other night and it lit up the sky at like 3 a.m.? I remember that. And uh, there was some thought like, well, there must be a meteor somewhere out there. Although science would say that sometimes those don't even make it to the ground. They like burn up, you know, before they hit the ground. So there's nothing left. But a group of meteor uh, enthusiasts, meteor enthusiasts. Is there such a group, meteor enthusiasts? That's what I'm reading right here. A meteor enthusiast, a group of these dudes, they went out, and they did find part of that meteor that landed. It's a pretty cool find because you think you're finding something. I mean, we'll probably never go to space, most people, but you're touching something that was in space like just a minute ago, and that's that's pretty cool to be able to look at that. But, then but get I'm a wondering, how would out. you even begin to start looking for a meteor? Like I we all saw did, in the news, how could you possibly find it? I think what they did was so many people had those ring cameras and stuff, they were able to sort of geo cache it into a certain area i think like okay well this home it would look lower and the next home it looked even lower and then i think they used that information to sort of narrow down a search area and they've been finding parts of this meteor i guess it broke up a little bit i think if you're a meteor enthusiast you've got a sad life because you only get to see a meteor like once every five years i think they travel to the sites no, no, I mean like if your thing is like your hobby is watching meteors mm-hmm. you can't predict when a meteor is going to shoot across the sky so you would only be disappointed most of your life like say you loved looking at meteors mm-hmm. he's gonna stare outside all the time well, what about bird watchers i think that's the point uh, please tell me you think that a, a meteor is not as common as a bird well some of these rare birds i think that's the fun of it that you don't get to see it a lot but when you do it's like the super bowl like i saw a cardinal the other day and see one of those in a while made my day I can see why these people want to chase a meteor. I did. Uh, I have been seeing a bald eagle again. I've seen yeah, it around the river. True. and I That's not true. I promise you, I got a picture of it right here on my phone. You don't Listen, have a bald eagle. When you get to be like in your 40s and you see a bald eagle, you're going to take a picture of it and send it to all your 40-year-old and then friends. I read 80% of those birds they think are bald eagles or something else. This is a verified bald eagle. Okay. Are you a zoologist? I got it. I got I got a picture of it on my phone. There's a tremendous amount of bald eagles around here. In fact, actually, Ty, uh, they're now off the endangered list. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, can you bring that eagle in one day? If I could catch it. <laughs> I bet it would tear you apart, man. Sure it would. Finally, uh, Ty, did you see this? More Americans know their horoscope sign than their blood type. For example, I know that I am a Gemini. <clears throat> I couldn't tell you my blood type. Right. How about you? I couldn't tell you my blood type either, but I know that I'm a Capricorn. Why is it important for us to know our blood types? I don't know. I guess so. If you go to the hospital, they know which bag to get. 
But they got to be able to test you somehow because a lot of people go in there and they're not awake. Mm-hmm. So I don't really worry about that. Although on your iPhone, you're supposed to put like some kind of medical thing in there. So even if somebody can't unlock true, it, yeah. if they can't unlock it, they can at least get to the medical information you put in. So they would know if you're asthmatic or they would know if you're diabetic and not have to research and discover all that in an emergency situation. Is there a way to know if you're getting the lowest prices on furniture? Yeah, there is. You don't even need an app for it. You just need to be at Snow's Furniture. No testing required. All you need to know is that the lowest price in town on furniture is at Snow's Furniture. Barry guarantees it. He runs the joint over there. He'll give you the lowest prices in town. He'll deliver it to your house. No interest for a year. Why in the world? And, and why in God's name would you go anywhere else? I know. Something for every single room in your house. What you see is what you can take home today at Snow's Furniture. And when you're ready to go, not only did you get the lowest price in town, but now they're going to let you finance it at 0% interest. You got 12 months to pay it back. Snow's Furniture is online, in town, and on Facebook. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. You ever send an email to somebody in the office and then you, you check your email and immediately they've replied. But it's like an automated message and it goes, yeah. I will be out of the office until January 30th or something. But if you need help in the meantime, please reach out to Daniel or some, you know, they have like a, a substitute person to go to, right? Right, got to cover you, yeah. But they act like they're going to Mars. Doesn't everybody, no matter where you go in the world, wouldn't they have email access? That's also my pet peeve because we used to work at a place where we would try to talk to, like, uh, somebody higher up in the company, and they would say, oh, sorry, I was traveling. Like, okay, well, you can travel, but you still have cell phone. You can still email and text, even on a plane now. And even if the plane doesn't have Wi-Fi, what does everybody do as soon as that plane lands? Check their phone. They put, they turn that phone on. Now, the other day uh, was my birthday, and uh, a lady about five days later got on my Facebook and said, happy belated birthday. Sorry, I was out of town. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> "That's not what good. does that a town have to do with anything? I mean, does your Wi-Fi only work in Tulsa? I mean, I'm not mad. I didn't, you know, it's fine if she wished me happy birthday or not, but I just didn't like the excuse part. I sometimes, you ever get this where you send an email, you get that automated response. You're like, I'm not going to be back in town for another week or two. And then they email you back as well as the automated yeah, thing. Yeah, I see that. Well, why'd you even bother with the first automated thing? I know, if you're everybody's email right after it? Like, I know you saw the email. And you might not be back until January 30th, but I know you saw that email. Yeah, when you get back, it's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> you got a lot of things to work through. But. So 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tig. And Daniel, good morning.